Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and this beer calls to us. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading Call- The Call of the Wild by Jack London. And starting the, with the a beer. The Call to the Wild? The Call from I'll the Wild. Call world. in a Wild? I mean, just pick a different preposition. The Call Behind the Wild. And we're starting with this beer. We've had it before. It is called Mouthful of Gold Teeth. It is by Interborough and Transmitter, both in New York City. It's an imperial stat with chocolate, cherry, and graham crackers that comes in at a modest 11% alcohol, gentlemen. Weak. Made with real gold teeth. We have not had this. Don't chew. (laughs) Those are prizes. We have not had this since, uh, I want to say, War and Peace. But you know what? We're not totally sure. No one... We were drunk at the time. (laughs) Yeah, we were. Boy, were we. That was one of the worst hangovers I've ever had the day after that. Nothing was as bad as Lord of the Rings. Normally, my wife has no sympathy for me the day after this when I'm shit-faced. Like, oh, God, no. She's like, you did that. You deal with it. The day after we did War and Peace, I had to help someone in the backyard, like mow the lawn or something, and I was just... Well, you do mow the lawn every day. I do a lot. (laughs) Or I'd, like, cut down a tree or something. And I was just sitting and sweating and trying not to throw up. <laughs> Your sweat was making people drunk. And she, you know, just you smell like an old bum, <laughs> and uh, who shit himself. And uh, she felt so bad for me. He's like, all right, he, he, Mike just can't help you today. <laughs> you need to go take like six cold showers and recover. I need you to function. Just poop in the shower. Never again. You get in trouble for that, Jimmy. So, what do you think of the beer? It's good. Yeah. Chocolatey. I don't get the cherry too much. It's a little bit in there, but I kind kind of do. Maybe a tiny bit, or I could be on the aftertaste. It. What about the graham cracker? Are you getting a lot of graham cracker in there? No, 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 no. So a lot of beers have graham cracker, and I think it's just so they could say they've put that in there. I don't know what it really provides. You can kind of kind of get it occasionally if 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 it goes with things that like complement graham cracker, like sometimes with like a like abstinence. Yes. It wasn't Graham Cracker. It was a Gra- we talked about this at one point. It wasn't Graham Cracker. That was a uh, special, special K. Oh, was that the one that made you not masturbate? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was Unless Graham you made- got a fistful of special K and shove it in there. Or was Graham Cracker made so you would have, you know, healthy poops? I, have, I don't know the, the, the origins of Graham Crackers. I'm sure it's not that exciting because it's the least exciting cracker. Did Even you- beyond <laughs> the saltine. <laughs> what about the club cracker? Not everyone's in the club, Jimmy. Well, the crackers are. Uh, but did you? <laughs> <laughs> but did you know that uh, Graham is Uncle Cracker's first name? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> He's British. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds British. Yeah, definitely. we're halfway right. Sylvester Graham was influenced by the temperance movement when he made Graham crackers. Like this will keep people. This from is drinking. just as good as whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> and so now we punish it, punish people by making them eat them as children. <laughs> All right, so what by is, melting chocolate and marshmallow onto them. The only way you can make these better is by putting <laughs> stuff that isn't anything like this on it. Yeah, they're like, It's just a way to so not burn your hands on molten marshmallow after an open fire. They're just edible plates. That's what graham crackers <laughs> are. They're just things you can put. They used to come in that, remember that big fucking box that came in where you had to like break them? And you yeah. made like human sized crackers out but of the lot of the lot. It's like matzah, but, but you, for like non Jews. But <laughs> <laughs> for their truly chosen people. <laughs> but they were 
but you could never they're like perforated but they would never break on that seam you'd always yeah, have no. some wonky ones yeah that yeah. was some hor- we could put a man on the goddamn moon okay so <laughs> what, <laughs> what does this have to do with the book uh this book is about, and you know what? It took me, it took me more than a few pages to realize this book was about dogs. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like first, Buck first is two. really weird. <laughs> Why is he doing these things? It's like, oh, Buck's a dog. Okay, I guess people just smelled crotches back then. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what does the beer have to do with the book then? Uh, dogs have mouths full of teeth, <laughs> and there's gold in Alaska, baby. They were going for that Klondike gold, weren't they? Wasn't and that a big part of the Buck, yeah, they were, yeah, Buck has got a mouthful of gold fucking teeth because this dog fucks. He is. He this is like he is the Beowulf of dogs. Yeah. He is the world's coolest dog. Beow dog. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He he had a he had a rich sheltered upbringing as you know a prince dog, and then he was you know cast into the world of I'm gonna fucking kill everything the rest of my life by the evil Mexican gardener. Yeah. <laughs> I took a note on that. All over the, yeah. The, oh, yeah. Like, how, how long does it take to get into the uh, like racist said, stuff? Like, like we said, almost every book of this time has just like this casual from, racism this is also that doesn't the, need to be there. 19, like 1901, 1903 the, or some the, shit. The reason yeah. why the Mexican gardener stole him was to uh, deal with, quote, his wife and numerous progeny. <laughs> oh, no, no. Also, <laughs> dude, dude, dude. Also, he was addicted to the Chinese lottery. Oh, Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, that's the beginning. Yeah. Pablo, Buck, or whatever his name is, steals him. He doesn't even have a name because everyone is from Buck's pers- perspective for the most part. And he's, he's the just, man, the other the, man. The governor owned him, and then the, the Mexican. I thought it was a judge that owned him. Oh, yeah, the judge. Whatever, the judge. Yeah. I like to think it was the judge from Blood It was Radio. the judge. <laughs> it was the same judge. And he's like, you know what? After I'm he tired retired, yeah. hearing these fucking soliloquies about the folly of man. <laughs> this <laughs> is fine. He, already, he, he killed everyone in the South, and they decided to retire to Washington State. With a dog, like that's I'll have my dog that I'll treat like it's a, a strange heiress. And, I mean, um, the judge would. <laughs> and <laughs> Buck is a half Saint Bernard, half Scotch Collie. I know. I don't know what Scotch Collie is, but it's a big fucking dog. Yeah, this is a very large dog. It's, it's he's like, a he's a girthy hound. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I do know what you mean. And so the the opening is him getting uh, sold to a guy, and then he gets sent on a boat. First, he gets like starved and beaten. He, and he, then gets, he, gets, on a boat. he gets broken. Yeah. So they lock him in a thing, and they. they but was he the really, way of the club? But was he really broken? He he was broken he to was not really disobey hungry, people. But... No, he's still kind of. He still gets he still gets slapped around a lot. Yeah. But they they broke him from being a just a do whatever you want dog. I'm just a dog having a good yeah. time. To you do what the fuck I say, or I'm gonna hit you with this stick. And that yeah, the guy who who seems to really revel in beating dogs. He was like Michael Vick. Hey, those that, dogs, that those a dogs, timely reference. Those dogs beat each other. Well, they lost. They were beaten, so he had yes. to kill them. <laughs> Can I just tell you, someone sent me literally yesterday a picture from one of those dog kennel dumb shows, and it was a dog named Two in the Pink was one of the competitors. Why would they name a dog? Wait, what? Competing at what? Competing. It, it was competing it's in like race. one of those you know kennel shows. Oh, God. And it was an American hairless terrier named Pink. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Two in the Pink. This is like a dog show? Yeah. Like a bougie-ass dog show. And named the dog Two in the Pink. Well, yeah, there was no one in the stink. That'd be a Maltese. <laughs> Why would it be a Maltese? It's a tease. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> well, you think he needs to be more Bichon Frisky? 
<laughs> All right, so he gets there, and there's the man in like the red sweater who beats the dick out of him. What the dog? But not actually skipped. out of him because his dick is still inside him, like dogs are. <laughs> yeah, they have like weird retractable penises. Well, you don't need to use it all the time. <laughs> Tell that to you know your wiener. <laughs> I know it'd be way more convenient. Your inverted vagina that you possess. If it could just like come out of you, that'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? It would just be. It would be actually, I think, a, a, a very anticlimactic for most men when they're like. Behold! And everyone, like, everyone just plays, and it just stops. Everyone and like, plays. That's it, huh? Spake Zarathustra, and only gets like one, one second in the song. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so this is still a book that we're talking about about dogs. <laughs> Wait, we forgot to mention we now have a Patreon. <laughs> in case you like this dumb shit, you, can, you, can, I mean, you can pay money for this. Scholarly if you want. discussion of all books. we're asking is if you like this. Please support us. Not by just this specifically. No, not what we just said. That, <laughs> was, that this, was terrible. If, but, uh, <laughs> if you like this. If you like what we do, support us by going on Patreon and buying us a beer. Yeah, we will appreciate it a lot more than Buck appreciated getting clubbed by that guy. That's for damn and sure. And then put on a boat. So he ends up in Alaska where he's about to uh, do some dog work. But first... He has a fucking beer. And he, he drinks des- it. He deserves it. And you know which style he drinks it. So this is a this is a beer. Oh, this is a big boy. We've not had too many this big before. This is called Even More Territory by uh, Evil Twin and Horace Aged Ales. It is a fourteen and a half percent alcohol imperial stout with almonds, cacao, and Maria coffee added. I just met a girl named Maria. Were her parents just bad spellers? No, it's West Side Story, bitch. Maria. Maria, Maria. I just met a girl named Maria. No, I know that. I was... learn, how to, learn how to Sondheim. I don't of all that. people, not to get the pun. Uh, was I'm that like, Sondheim? Really? I made that up. Uh, Sondheim wrote the words. He wrote the words. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I only knew two, and I didn't Bernstein. know the other guy's name. Bernstein wrote the music. Lenny Bernstein. Lenny, Lenny Burns. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have this drink. What kind of dog does it make you think of? Let's have that be the question of the day, gentlemen. <laughs> I don't know enough about dogs. This is a schnauzer of a beer. I'm getting um, um, hot dog dog. What are those called? Dachshund? Dachshund. Dachshund. I'm getting some hot dog dog out of this. Like your belly's dragging on the floor. I'm getting more rats. chocolate lab. Mm. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. I, I could see well that. Well played. How about like a mini pincher? So it's like they look like the Chihuahua so thing. They look like a tiny Doberman because <laughs> it's thin. It's thin but dark. <laughs> this isn't that thin. Okay, it's not that thin, but for a fourteen percent beer, it is. Yeah, you'd expect this to like like a slow punch to, to the t- face, but it's kind of not noticeable that it's fourteen percent is frightening. It like, goes in smooth like a dog penis, you know. It just kind of <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I don't know that, but I, I hope you also don't know that. So, <laughs> uh, my only experience with dog penis <laughs> was I remember being. A I didn't kid. know you were in a frat. <laughs> I remember being a kid, and my neighbors had uh, three Yorkies, and you know you'd, they had girl to a girl Yorkie for many years. Uh, I mean, I don't want to assume it's gender or whatever, but the, the dog was <laughs> female Yorkie, and you'd rub it, and you and you basically would just fondle its tits, is what you were doing. You'd rub it on the belly, which yeah. it's like nineteen tits, <laughs> and the dog yeah. loved it. And when you stopped, it looked at you like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And then they had a this boy dog, and existence. I did not know because we didn't have dogs that you got to change your technique for the boy dog. 
You and all of a, a sudden, dog. I was like, what is that thing there? And I kind of like moved. I was like, is there something stuck to it? It's for, oh, it's its penis. <laughs> I was like 11. You gave an accidental handy to a dog. I gave him a, just a little, hey, how are you? But it was, <laughs> just it was flick, a dog just penis. Just flick the tip just for a second to see how it feels. <laughs> and the dog was like, what do, uh, 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 yes, continue. I, I was like, no, no, we're I done. I didn't say you could stop. That's all I've got for you, Cody. <laughs> it's time for you to just go hump some other piece of furniture or a leg. Just, I'm not jerking you off. I'm underage. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only thing stopping me. <laughs> but in dog years... All right, so... Um, <laughs> dog years <laughs> old as fuck. <laughs> That's gilf territory. 11? Whew. Buck is a young boy, though. Buck is probably a few years old at this point. Three or four, or something like that. Which is also part of the confusing thing about him learning he was a dog. Like, he's a few years old. What? How did you <laughs> not know this was about a fucking dog, dude? I got it, like, I got it within, like, a few pages, but for the it, very it, beginning, I just did not know. So fucking cover. I thought it was just, like, the introduction at first, but when it first said that he lived he lived at the judge's house, it, it, a little bit, it was like, it was oh, ki- it's it was, about the dog. Yeah, it was kind oh, of okay. ambiguous, unless, like, it's like the first line where it's like, that's not a person. Wait, what the fuck? Okay. It, the first line wasn't, Buck was a dog, period. That's not the first line. That was like line four. <laughs> illiterate assholes. You know, you, sometimes, sometimes you, if you miss like one line, sometimes <laughs> it's just like, wait, what the fuck is going on? And sometimes an important line, like Buck is yeah, a I'm dog. Right. So, he, so Buck makes it to Alaska. That's the important part. He gets put on a boat from basically Seattle and makes it up to Alaska. Okay, can, I, can I read you sentences one and two of this book? Yes, you can. One, Buck did not read newspapers, or he would have known that trouble was brewing, not alone for himself. Could be a kid. But for every Tidewater dog, strong of muscle and with warm, long hair from Puget Sound to San Diego. Animal rights, kid. Sentence two, because men groping in the Arctic darkness had found a yellow metal, etc. How did you not know that was still, a dog? Still, still, still could have been anyone. <laughs> could have been a woman. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so what does it have to do with the book, the spear? Because uh, Alaska what is, is it a territory. Called? Even more territory. Oh, yeah. It actually is, is like the new territory they're all going up to to find gold and have doggies <laughs> carry them around because horses can't yeah. walk on ice. Notoriously anti-snow horses, you know? Is that right? I you have no idea. Make, you I don't know anything about horses. Yeah, I, I hate I you. just know they're liars. <laughs> <laughs> you ever look at a horse and just think, that motherfucker has never told the truth. <laughs> I'm just saying, for some reason, uh, maybe because hey, I haven't because <laughs> of all the because of all the ice, you know, horses can't run on ice because they don't have feet; they have hooves. Just, that I is... think they can run on ice. Not very good because if they break the leg, you got to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how you neither treat do it. people. Like, oh yeah, but we're not disposable like horses. <laughs> so imagine this stupid book. Uh, he gets there, and the dog breaker breaks him, and then he gets sold to Perot. Yeah, the two like. French Indian guys? They're uh, French Canadian. But they speak like they speak in dialect. Yes. And it's kind of offensive. They just they say poutine every other word. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, these are your people. What what were they saying? Actually I totally understood what they were saying. <laughs> it was like going I really home. did get it. Anyway, uh so they are they, they basically have a dog sled team and they're Going from one spot to another. Basically going, I forget their name. They're names. kind of going really, like, absurdly far. Yeah, it is a very long way. And this is, but the, the, the point of this, this is a big, long passage of the book where it is, because it's Buck's first experience as a sled dog. The book is set into like, sections of the various teams that Buck is a part of. Yeah. 
And this is the first team that he is dog doggy style. Where he's learning to Same be with Blitzen and Dasher and all the other ones called Spitzen. Spitz. What? Okay, there was a dog called Nig. Is there was, yet? yes. Is that, I, was. I don't even know if we could say that, but that's one of the dogs. That is the dog's name. I'll bleep that out in post. <laughs> <laughs> so, beep, was one of the dogs. And then there was the shitty faux alpha. Spitz. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a faux alpha. He was the real alpha. Well, but then Buck Until came Buck in. usurped him. Yeah, and then he became a beta, and Buck was, I'm here. Like, my name's Buck. So I came anyway. here to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This whole part... Buck is learning to just be in a sled dog, sled dog team, and it's also Which about is pretty much the worst. It's also about establishing dominance because because and they just fight all the dogs fight all the time, and like the constantly. sled people are like, yeah, fight because they want the dogs to be kept in order, and the other dogs keep the other dogs in order, so it's in their interest to let the dogs fight it out. Yeah, so everything sucks all the time, but it's snowing <laughs> and the dogs are eating each other. But here's the thing: this is also where. Uh, you know, but Buck can, is bigger and he's stronger and he's just sort of a better dog. And by the way, which is kind of the theme of the book, which is survival of the fittest. And that he's just a better dog, at least stronger dog than the other ones. And that's why over time he learns to be a sled dog. He like fights his way through the ranks up to get farther and farther to the front of the uh, sled dog team. Yep. Though doesn't... Doesn't uh, uh, one of the one of the French Canadian dudes? Doesn't he put little booties on his feet? I was just for about to say while? that. He's not That's tough the at only first. unrealistic part of this book is because if you ever seen a dog wearing shoes, they forget how to walk. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like, what is wrong with my legs? I'm gonna walk like a Nazi now. <laughs> just fucking pointing them straight out. But apparently, these dog fo- shoes are really good because his, you know, if you're if you're a person, I guess running around the ice, it takes a while for your feet to get ready. So I guess the same for dogs. Yeah. But then they would stop, and they'd be really tired, and they'd, you know... They'd, like, massage his feet. Yeah. It, was, it was a really drawn-out thing, like... For, yeah, for much like traveling happened. across Alaska, or all of Canada. Sure. Didn't they Carried work, by dog. They worked for the Canadian government or something, these guys? They were mailmen. Right. It's like the Pony Express, but... But the Doggy the Express. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. The mail's going to be so cute. <laughs> Who's a good mailman? <laughs> Way more treats. <laughs> Way less treats. Yeah, right. They get like, here's your, here's your like strip of bacon for the day. Now run twenty miles in the snow. Yeah, okay. And I, I the 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 voice, uh, the the writing of them is ridiculous. I just found this one example. Ah, my friends, mebe it make you mad, dog. Those many bites. He's French. Maybe all mad dog. Sacre dame. Think of it. Think of him. Think of him as Rob Schneider's character. Rob Schneider's character in The Water Boy. Maybe don't make a dink to men. Don't do Is that what they said? Is that what they're supposed to sound like? Cajuns. I don't know. Aren't the Cajuns relocated French Canadians? Actually, yes, that's correct. That's what they were. Just the ones that were like, dude, you can't fuck all your cousins. Again, then we don't sound somewhere else then. No. Or you can, <laughs> but you just can't do it here. <laughs> go you somewhere else. Go home. This is Canada. Go, go to America. Go down to those swamps where no one cares. Uh, home will you make it. Okay, man, no. <laughs> you to see homos naked. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt reference. That was just, Joe Dirt. Just uh, 20, 22 years too late. Home will you make it. <laughs> 
You never saw Joe Dirt? No. We Damn should, it, we should have a separate podcast of shitty movies Nate never saw. That's all movies. <laughs> I apologize for nothing. <laughs> Joe Dirt was pretty good. I did not it's need to. Kid Rock was the bad guy. It really doesn't hold up. <laughs> all right. So then they, after a while, they get into, uh, you know, fight with the fucking dogs eventually, right? They, they have, have, dog have a series of dog fights. And aren't there? Planes. Which, if you've but ever they... seen videos of actual dog fights, it's horrifying. It is. It's one of the most brutal fucking things I've ever seen in my life. Like, watching them smash their teeth into one another is upsetting, like, viscerally. Yeah, I don't know why you, people uh, would what, like to Wasn't watch there a that? part where they, like, end up near a Indian camp, but the Indian, oh, yeah, the Native like Americans dogs, shoot. like, attack them when they have to, like, kill most of them or something Yeah, it's like, like a dog-on-dog pack that, fight. That, my, I don't Isn't remember that if ends? that happened. Isn't that the very end, right? Like the no, fuck, no, 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 no. The there, there also is, happens there. That also That's when Spitz, Spitz end, takes advantage of the dog fight and tries to take out Buck, and Buck fucks him in the neck until he's dead. Or maybe he kills him later, but... I mean, there's a lot of dog fighting, which is kind of like... Yeah. Trial by combat. Which is, which is almost like. what this beer is called. <laughs> a wombat is basically a small dog. This is just trial by wombat. <laughs> From the Thin Man Brewery, it is an IPA hopped with Galaxy. What the? F- Wombat's like a it's like a weird Australian beaver yeah, or something. One of those creatures God forgot. It's like a big. That's what it looks like. Yeah, okay. yeah there's one on the can. This is from Thin Man, which is in Buffalo. I want to say Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo. It's it's an Italian gentleman, <laughs> and um, it has the best mozzarella. Our north. Uh, it's pronounced mi- mozzarella. <laughs> mozzarella. Ming. But it's uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is an India Pale Ale hopped with Galaxy Seven Percent Abv. Our some of our some of our many fan will be pleased to see Thin Man back on the podcast. Who doesn't like a good Thin Man? <laughs> Cannibals. <laughs> fair, fair point. <laughs> I think this is nice. like their men well marbled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so, how do you think about the Thin Man? I like how, how about how, how does this, how does this wombat feel in your mouth? Uh, it passes the trial. It does ooh, well. Ooh, ooh. It's acquitted. I don't know. I don't know how you say how you describe that for tri- for a trial by combat. But I like it. It's nice. It's only a single IPA, so it's lighter than what you get. We end up getting most days. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's nice. Good job, Buffalo. <laughs> this time. So, uh, which Buffalo has about the same climate as Alaska. And back so, to the book. You know, <laughs> he kills Spitz, who starts shit. And, he, you know, he drops, he drops him and ends that shit. Oh, yeah. And then they go on adventures and Your they go back and forth across Canada once or twice or Alaska. Who the fuck knows? And then he gets to a final town and they're like, that was the quickest we've ever done it. What a good dog. Yes, you are. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, who's a good boy? Have, Buck's a good boy, and they have <laughs> one day. They rest for like one day. Well, yeah, they're just dogs. Fuck them. Keep them. Keep them running. <laughs> and he gets sold to another guy. But here's the thing that doesn't make sense: if they could treat the dogs like such a such an expendable thing, why were they bribing Mexican gardeners to steal them from wealthy people in the states? Well, they still they use the dog for months. Yeah, but like 
it's, there's no it's, real it's, sense of like how long things take because he's a dog and the dog is just like he you out of the room. Oh, he's never coming again. home. He went to work. <laughs> you would think that the dogs are both like an expensive investment and like the means by which you're going to get to where you're trying to get to and yeah. haul all your either mail and or gold where you're trying to right, get so to. Dog... So why would you let the dogs kill each other or why would you beat them so hard that they can't run it's anymore? The same, it's the same ra- rationalization as slavery. Yeah, beat them and sell them when they're you know you're done. But actually, that's not true in practice because slaves were actually pretty expensive. The average slave owner did not beat their no, slave yeah. into in, into you know crippledhood. So it's it's the same rationalization. It doesn't mean it's the same thing. It's just this is a tool by which I do my trade. Well, I guess. And it's a dog. You know, as, as the concept of animal rights does not fucking exist. It barely exists today. And it wasn't nearly as common yeah. for people to have dogs as just house pets that just lie around all day. Yeah, they were they were tools it at was, the time. It was it a wasn't hunting as dog or like a fucking sheep herding dog. Yeah, they had uses. I mean, you had to survive. You're not going to have like a thing you have to feed for no fucking reason just because it makes your kids happy. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, but it was yeah. It was just a you know. It's a. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck all about the accuracy of. Dog the economics do- of dog sled stuff, but I mean, Jack London. Jack London wrote this because he went. He was a gold rusher for Alaska. He went and did this shit, so he knew people who did this kind of thing, and he knew dog. Like he based it on a friend's dog. I mean, he probably didn't have all the supernatural powers that Buck has, but Buck is the greatest dog ever. Yeah, he is. All right, so then Buck gets passed to his penultimate owners, the shitty the city d- slickers, really stupid family. Isn't there an intermediate? There's another one. No, they're the one that like the really incompetent. But isn't there family? someone before them? No, there's the French guys, no. and before then, he was hanging out with the dog breaker. I thought he was. I thought he was with one other person or team that did a bunch of back and forth runs before the dumb people. Maybe, maybe they did another run. Yeah, but it was basically Might the same it. thing it again. It was pretty yeah. brief if that was the case because I don't remember. But he yeah. gets put up with these people, and it's like two guys and a woman. Yeah, a guy, his I, wife, and the wife's brother. And they and are they were the from worst. they were from the south of America. And they didn't know how winter works. And they brought, like, everything they owned. They had too much yeah. stuff and too many dogs and no and the, sense of rationing. And this was, you know, not only was the book, you know, racist unnecessarily, this is where the woman just cries all the time. That's the only thing she does, really, in the entire and She has her period the part. entire trip. <laughs> and they put her in front of the dog, so they chase her. <laughs> but, yeah, she's just useless, and she brings, like, China with them. Yeah, they they the have their their yes. <laughs> their sled is vastly overloaded and they can't the dogs, you know, they have more dogs than anyone else does because they're like if we have more dogs they'll go faster because that's how physics works. I think that is true. Is that not true? Like I that sounds like I feel like it's it's me. a law of diminishing returns. You know, you you can have dogs that do it but then you have to carry more food for those dogs. Sure. But if you just have more dogs, they cannot physically move faster at a certain point. Right, right, right. Like, if uh, you, if this you is have... also the same problem as the rocket equation? Yes. Every pound of fuel you bring causes you to need more fuel to break To, to bring it, atmosphere. because it's so heavy, yeah. It's like the Oregon Trail. But with dysentery. Or less, well, actually, well, probably, probably less dysentery. Dys- well, they probably all have dysentery. Just starving. More starving. Oh, yeah. Anyway, but they, they don't don't bring enough food with them. Or well, they or bring enough food, but they're not good at rationing this. Like, have all the food you want, dogs, and eventually they run out of food almost. They're like, and they're now only you can have halfway no food. there. 
They're also not making good progress because they're idiots and they don't know what they're doing. Because they have a ton of shit with them and they don't know how to run the dogs. And Buck does his best with the dogs, but, you know, he can't. And they start starving and the dogs start dying one by one because, you know, that's what dogs do when you don't feed them and make them run across Alaska. And when you're southern... And then at one point, there's a big argument, and one of them is just like, uh, no, it's just like, fuck you, I'm taking the sled and the dog, I'm I'm taking the sled and some of the dogs, goodbye. And then he goes, the the woman sits down and says, I don't want to go anymore, and just sits there. And they go ahead, and they have to come back and get her later. Okay, that happened before is the part I was talking about. So, yeah, oh, okay. so she's just like, oh, I hate this. But anyway, there's a separate part. Well, I'm just going to wait here in there's Alaska. A big, there's a big <laughs> argument, and they decide to split up. And they one guy decides to take the sled and some of the dog. And he's just I'm just going to go out across that ice. And then it sinks into the ice. Oh, that's, and after they they, that's after they make the camp. That's the f- after they, the guy takes the they make, they make, they make it to They make it to the fort, their final destination for mm-hmm. the time being. And the guy and the dumb people are just like, well, fuck it. We're just going to keep going on to keep going on. And this magic man, John Thornton, the dog the, whisperer, the uh, Paul Bunyan of the story, uh, says like, you should, shouldn't go there because the ice is going to break and it's the end of the season. And you should just like vibe here for a few months, man. And uh, well, stop you hitting those dogs. Stop hitting those dogs. I'm a dog guy. What? Cesar Chavez. Yeah. Oh god. You know, Not I Chavez. That. that was his name. Was it Caesar Milan? Yeah, Caesar Chavez was the workers' rights guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> get they're, back to work. <laughs> they're like smacking Buck's uh, unconscious body to get him to keep going after all their other dogs had died. They've got like four dogs left out of fourteen, and John Thornton hits him in the face with an axe, just the the not sharp side, and says, "Get the fuck out of here! Don't hit that dog again." And then they're like, "Fine," and they get in the cart and they drive off and then they fall on the ice and everyone's dead except buck they and literally now, just sink they're just like yeah, oh, it's like, never goodbye. explained it's just like they fall on the ice new chapter they, i wasn't sure if they died or if it was oh a, they die they died yeah yeah they, they broke through the ice and froze or drowned and that guy just watched 11 feet away mm, damn shame it might have been 20 or 25 feet. <laughs> and now John owns Buck. And he's the best owner ever. He's the best man. It's like two good boys. <laughs> they are so many good boys. Also, there are two other dogs who are also good boys. It's, it's, it's like a sitcom of good boys. And they have lots of fun adventures, and they go... <laughs> good boys in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> and they go and find gold, and also they find a no, beer. Wait. Well, okay. They wait. do find a they beer. They do find a beer. Found it. Wow. What a find. <laughs> it was in the fridge the whole time. This is called Terraforming. It is from Finback and in a collaboration with Ology. Ology, I don't know. Ology Brewing. Mm-hmm. It is a sour ale with Sounds like a science word. And kiwi, 6.6%. Not sure which one, though. Uh, all of them. And lactose well, is also technically in there. all of them. Yeah, I know what ology means, dickheads, but it has like weird diacritical markings over it. Like don't the, be so diacritical. The second O has an umlaut. <laughs> or not an umlaut. Um, the straight line. What the fuck is that one called? A macron. A macron, yeah. And what's the, what's the Emmanuel sim- macron? <laughs> he was the best Latin student. <laughs> and then he put a you me mean, over it. You mean it. the best president of France? I know who he is, but um, but in, in Latin, macrons are an important uh, stupid thing you have to learn about. Okay, I didn't know that. That's how you could distinguish the fucking nominative and ablative cases in the first declension, man. Come on. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll try, I'll try and keep up. I'll try and keep up. This is a lovely beer, though. Yeah, this is nice. 
It's a little bit tart. Just enough, though, to offset the, the sour thing. I really hated it the first time. Second time, it's okay. I don't know. It's weird. It's, this is a sour, right? Yeah, so I mean, it's supposed yeah. to be fucking weird. This is juice, man. This is like a, this tastes like cider to me. Once again, I've yeah, still never had a, a fucking kiwi, so I don't know what this is. It's like an Australian person, but like they want to pretend they're different. That's really what a kiwi is. Oh, yeah, that's true. Then, uh, then the, he's, he's got, it's just good times with, with Mr. Thornton. Chilling with Mr. Thornton. Yeah. So the the big thing was the uh, the, the, the breaking the, the bet. Yeah. Was the, oh yeah. Was the bet in the in the saloon? He knows Buck is the best goddamn dog in the fucking earth. So he bets what is a trillion dollars in eighteen nineties? Sixteen hundred dollars. So it was in the eighteen nineties. So it's like the entire GDP of the developing world yeah. is on is at stake. And on a fucking dog. That Buck can buy on his own, as one his own single sled dog, can move a uh, sled with a thousand pounds on it. That's not, out o- of the not ice. only move it, he has to break it out of the ice. He has yeah, to, it's like frozen he can't into the break ice. It, it's, it's sitting there on the thing, and part of the thing they do every day is they break the ice around the runners on the sled. But he's saying this dog can break the ice himself just by pulling and then pull it 100 yards. I thought that he they never specified if it was frozen or not. So that was at the beginning, that but then was they like, came out and realized, yeah. oh, it's still and guy, frozen. And the guy was like, you said it. You still mm-hmm. got to do it. Yeah, it's, uh. it's like a, you know, oh, we never specified, but this is the way it is, so therefore, and then Buck does it anyway, because Buck is the best goddamn dog in the entire world. He's fucking 80% bear. He just breaks through it. And then the guy's like, all right, here's my $1,000, or I guess it's okay. And he says, I'll buy this dog from you, and I will give you the entire Louisiana purchase. And he's like, <laughs> no, this dog is my dog. And he's like, that's dog? a good, reasonable thing to do. Yes. And then they go on dog ventures. <laughs> so he uses the money. I rub his belly at night. That's all I need. <laughs> so he uses this like un- obscene amount of money. To finance an expedition, it's a, it's a truly obscene amount of money to the lost mines. Yes, the right? legendary, the, basically the, like searching for the holy grail. Pretty much, what they find it of gold mine. What they find it, yeah. <laughs> it only takes a year. Well, it takes a year, but well, it's only two paragraphs in the book, so it feels like it's instantly. But it take they search for it for basically a year. But also, Buck just loves being a good boy. So he's like, I need you that's to because as, that's because yes, he is because he's a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to mush 30 miles today, okay? And then once they found the gold, Buck has not much else to do in terms of pulling, so he's allowed to just run out into the woods and experience the call of the wild. Exactly. You know, the humans humans are (laughs) digging up, like, more gold than they know what to do with. They just, like, so much gold. And Buck is just kind of lazing around, like, well, I better go fight some animals. Yeah. He gets bored. so he does. He, and there's a long passages about him, you know, basically killing everything. He's gone everything from the camp for eats. like weeks at a time, and he'll just wander back. And they're like, oh, hey, Buck. <laughs> Who's a good boy? <laughs> we wanted to leave like two weeks ago, but you fucking left. But uh, all right, we waited for you, goddamn dog. Because we can't go anywhere without you. <laughs> You're basically a railroad train on yes. yourself. For, uh, yourself. One thing that happens when, he's, when Buck is just exploring out in the wild is he meets a wolf, and it's like, First, they're going to fight, but then they're like, oh, well, we are kind of interested in each cousins. other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there something? He, keep, he uses the word 
primordial about 27,000 times <laughs> in this section. The primordial... Primordial dog. Yeah. Like, I'm a later dog. You're an older dog. We're both dogs. Dog, dog, dog. Dog. And anyway, they kind of like Here follow each other. Here in the area of Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not on Labrador Island. It's a real, <laughs> real place. But then he was having none of it. Oh, God damn it. God. I was trying to think of like, yes. I was trying to think of what kind of dog that was. But <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, eventually he comes back and the humans are dead. Jim because is, then Jim Thornton is Jim Thornton? Who fucking cares? I don't know. I Billy matter. Bob Thornton isn't there. <laughs> the other two humans are dead. And so, but, and so Buck but is like, Indian, I'm going to go but, find out where it's because he is. the Indians have like attacked the camp. The Yeehats. <laughs> That's what they're called. Which is right. like Yeehaw, but with a typo. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually they, he, goes, he goes and searches for uh, the body of Billy Bob Thornton. And then finds the... He brings a sling blade with him. He, he finds the group of Indian warriors, and it's like six of them, and Buck just like murders all of them. Because he's a good dog. <laughs> Murder's a good dog. <laughs> you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> he just kills them all. I man. And then he realizes... I mean, we skip the part where there's like a 47-chapter standoff with a moose... <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm just gonna chase this moose for three weeks and watch it bleed out. I'm like, all right, and then, and then eats it, eats part of it, and is like, there's too much moose. I gotta poop <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Who fucking knew they had that much meat on them? They're only about nine feet tall <laughs> and twelve thousand pounds. <laughs> They're fucking enormous. They look small, moving skyscrapers. <laughs> I'll, on just, little, uh, like, I'll just poop and eat and go to sleep. The tiniest little legs. Yeah, they're like they're like the, the, the architectural leg. structure of Venice. They're just <laughs> like little poles holding up entire buildings, and they're fucking blind. Is that right? They, uh, I have family in Maine, so we talk about moose a lot. And they fucking <laughs> As one would. They're not good at seeing. There's so nothing like, else to do in Maine when they fucking see that or fuck come the out. Moose. When they come out to like. Run into stuff. They run into things all the time because they can't fucking see it, and they just demolish it. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, what is this? It's an enemy!" And they just smash down your swing set because <laughs> they're like an antlered wrecking ball. Yeah, well, they, their antler, antlers are what like six or seven feet across. They're monstrous things. Like when tr- when cars hit moose, the car is destroyed. The car and the moose is like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> <laughs> Ow! No, it's pretty deadly for the moose too, but. Sometimes, if it, like if it's low enough, the car can go under the moose, and just the gla- like the windshield hits the moose's body, and just like, oh, <laughs> and what then the, the fuck? people die. Yeah, yeah, just be, it just fucking smushes everyone's head inside the car, and the car goes under the moose, and you're just like, oh shit, jeez, it's like a sentient car on stilts, <laughs> but not very sentient. No. It's pretty dumb, <laughs> barely sentient. Yeah. So Buck kills all the engines, and then he's like, I'm gonna go and he's join like, the wolves. I'm, I'm gonna experience the call of the wild because that's the title of the book. <laughs> With my white fang. <laughs> and no hatchet. Oh, is that no hatchet? Is also, I thought it was like... No, no, no. Gary, that's Gary Paulson. Uh, whatever. Same fucking thing. Who cares? Uh, I'm going to go to build a fire. <laughs> <laughs> and then he hops off and he finds the wolf that he saw before. And, and then he it. fights <laughs> all of them. And now he is the new head wolf. Yeah. And like a, it's, like a, it's like that scene in the second Matrix... Yeah, when with Agent Smiths, fights like a hundred Agent Smiths. <laughs> yeah, but it's, just, it's just like that. <laughs> he, he he hits them with like a bunch of poles. Like, like I know up. kung fu, like a parking meter or something. I don't know. Yeah. And then he's the 
And then after that, for many years, there's the legend among the Indians about the the this, the the evil the dog. blue-eyed wolf or the, something. Yeah, like that. Some, I don't know. I think, some, I think the martial art that he uses, all of the Matrix is Junshitsu. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just had to share that before it burned itself into my retinas. <laughs> And now we know. And, but then the Indians are like, oh, no. They do not the, go to that land. The legend and then of like, the wolf dog. And you could imagine, and it is kind of, and it's certainly dated, you could imagine one guy, like, touching the ground, like, the herd is moving. Like, there's, like, these ridiculous Native like Americans. Walker, Texas Ranger kind of stuff. An airplane, a car crash happened here or whatever that was. A plane crashed here. <laughs> <laughs> you ever saw that? <laughs> he touches the dirt, and he, like, tastes it. It's like, a plane crashed here. <laughs> Like, what did you taste <laughs> in that dirt? <laughs> Tasted like the controlled demolition. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, then that's how it ends. Like, that's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. The legend of, of the, the dog. <laughs> Doggy style. <laughs> the legend of Buck. I hope that's the, that was the <laughs> sequel. Call of the Wild 2. Doggy style. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's the end of the book. That's a dumb shitty book. It was... It was fine. I like this book a lot, but that's also because I fucking love dogs. I, I don't mind. So a lot a of the reviews dog. I read were like, this is, I couldn't read it because I like dogs and it was all the dog fighting. I was like, it's not like they're pitting them against each other. This was just the way things were. Dogs are still cool. Dogs are also territorial, territorial and are like. Just because we made pugs doesn't mean they're not built to battle to the death. Pug fight. <laughs> You're like on to something. Just two dogs going. Kill me. So the book felt to me like a western, but a northwestern, set, but set in Alaska. <laughs> <A> northwestern, <laughs> the Northwest Territories. Oh, yeah. There you go. But it has the same kind of plot as a western, except from a dog's perspective. Instead of guns, he's got Alaska. teeth. Yeah, pretty much. It is. It is very much like a western. And I mean, I, it's you know any rural kind of you know eighteen late eighteen hundreds kind of shit is going to be like is the, the environment is going to be similar. So there's snow oh, instead of oh, desert. Yeah. Alaska was the final frontier. You know, that oh, was, that's space. No, no, that's the last frontier. Is Alaska or something like that? That's what it says in our license. Space is the final frontier. It's the last frontier. Is Alaska. <laughs> okay. The well, f- I, get it I right. feel like last is misleading then. Because there's another one. It's the penultimate <laughs> frontier. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't thinking about space yet. They just called it that retro. Like, we don't want to like be ahead of ourselves and call it the last frontier. What is another one, guys? This is the nearing to the end of the list of frontiers. <laughs> Pretty much no frontiers left. But Almost. this one, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, it is, it is uh, it's a great unknown thing. And it has so much in common with the Western stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And like lawlessness, and it's just rugged dudes being fucking badass. And dogs. Do- Except dogs it's not a, dog. a big part of Western. It's more like horses. Dogs are just small horses. But le- but less liary, but the but, but those but westerns are not from the perspective of the horse. I'm sure there's one. <laughs> you know what? A lot of a lot of the western actors in the 50s and 60s. There are movies also about Alaska that you know about the Klondike Gold Rush and shit like that. But John Wayne and all those douchebags, yeah, who could not act at all. He just said lines while seated on top of a horse and being fat. That'll be the day. So Jack London was a weird guy. I've heard that. He was a high school dropout, went around being a hobo for a long time, and eventually said, I'm just going to move to fucking Alaska. And he did all this shit 
is what he did. He died young. He wasn't well, very be- old. That's because he did all this shit. <laughs> but he, he, he experienced a lot of shit. He died when well, he was like 40. he was the world's like highest earning writer at the time that he died. So he became Partially very, very this successful. Book. Yeah. This book he wrote this book because he wrote another short story from the perspective of a dog where the dog kills the owner. And he wanted like, I want to write a nice book about dogs. People don't like dislike dogs. And so he wrote this. And he wrote it for, uh, well, I, I copied this down. He wrote it for pulp stuff, like bullshit. And it was four installments in the Saturday Evening Post. So he just put it out in newspapers. And then he sold the rights in 1903 for $2,500 to Macmillan, which published it as a book. Hmm. And it has never been out of print since 1903. I, I mean, that's pretty solid. That's a pretty good record, yeah. And then he just fucking died. So, <laughs> well, he wrote a couple of things where White Fang is the only other big thing, which is kind of a compliment to this. Just a lot of dog Alaska shit. Well, like this is a is a civilized dog becoming wild, and White Fang is kind of the opposite. So he gets a job. Mm-hmm. It's a wild <laughs> dog who gets a four hundred one k and two kids and a and a house in the burbs. <laughs> He's like, can you believe I didn't get? I mean, after everything I've done for the firm, this is the bonus I get. <laughs> 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 Very white fang. <laughs> <laughs> the kids need to go to seafaring camp. I don't really, this is ridiculous. So we're also doing this because this is going to be a movie again. With Harrison Ford, who I guess is playing. Harrison Ford is playing Thornton. Yeah, he must. I mean, but I'm sure they've character. changed the story because he's only in a quarter of the book. And they're not going to get Harrison Ford for a quarter of the movie. But also, I noticed, I looked this up. There's a guy playing the dog through <laughs> motion capture. Oh, that's awesome. Like, oh, you know God. how the Planet of the... He was one of the Planet of the yeah. Apes guys, and he does motion capture shit. Wait, is it the guy from Lord of the Rings? It's not Andy Serkis. Okay. No, it's a guy named Terry Notary, who was known for this weird movie. I don't know what it was called. I think it's called, I think it was called The Square, where you see like the preview was, was very popular because there was a guy pretending to be a monkey at like an eyes wide shut party. What? It's just, this guy, it's just this guy going, like making creepy sounds and acting like a fucking chimp at a party and that was the only part of the preview like what the fuck is this movie about and that was him and they're like okay we need that guy yeah he could probably do a dog and now he's playing the because the dog is entirely cgi because you know he does all this crazy shit and i don't know because it's easier than getting an air bud (laughs) (laughs) but i would like to see what it means for this man to be doing the dog through motion capture because it's a, it's a regular dog shaped dog. It's not like a fucking werewolf or something. Because <laughs> like, he just have a human face. I don't understand. I don't know what it means. I don't know if it will be good. It probably probably won't because dogs I, don't have facial expressions. I have no intention of finding it. I'm sure it's pretty bad. I mean, Harrison Ford is cool, but I just can't imagine. Yeah, he's made some stinker movies before. Yeah, it's him. But he's always put his heart into them. I don't think that's true. Has he? He usually looks like he's mailing it in. Since like 1985. He made them get off his plane. <laughs> get off my plane. And they're like, okay. That was that was also 24 years ago. That's all you need. How do you know the exact year Air Force One came out? Is it 96? I'm pretty sure. It's either 96 or 97. All right. I, I mean, it's very possible. <laughs> Principal filming was done October of 1999. I don't know. <laughs> but it was. <laughs> all right. So should anyone read this book? It's fine. I like this book. Is what I would say. It's fine. If you want to read something well-known and then you can shit it out in like two days, go for it. It's not bad. You know, sometimes you hear like classics and all this shit and they don't really ever live up to it. 
And this True. does not live up. I mean, it didn't have anything to live up to, but it was good. I enjoyed it. Dogs are cool. It was fine. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say you need to read it. No one. But needs I wouldn't say you should avoid it either. It's fine. You're not going to be worse off having read it, unless you're a cat person. <laughs> That's barely a person. So, uh, tell us what you thought. Yeah. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And also check us out on Patreon if you feel like uh, throwing some of that harder and cheddar our way. And uh, in the meantime, tell us what you thought on uh, whatever service you're listening. Just leave us a review. One star for every dog that died in the book. It's like 47 stars. <laughs> just round it to five. That'd be great. And if you feel the inclination to give us one star, you could just you could just not. That's also an option. It'd be much better if you didn't. Yeah. Thanks a lot for that in advance. Uh, and also check out the Hopped Up Network. Uh, and thanks for listening. <laughs>